0: Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the win nation.
1: Coming to you from Denver, Colorado, Adam Kanto, CEO of Remax with Start With A Win here in the uh, virtual studio. I got producer Mark. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Whoa. A little musical today, too. <laughs> That's right. It's like uh, my own version of Hot Pocket. Nothing <laughs> like a little
0: branding. And I, I want with- to hear him do A Thing Called Love by the Darkness. Can you do that one?
1: <laughs> come on, come on, Mark. Let's hear it. I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, we're doing hey, great. Uh, well, hey, we got a special guest on with us today here, Mark. We have Jeremy, good guy. Yeah, Jeremy Slate, founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast. So uh, this is kind of like this uh, this major podcast podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Um, Jeremy studies the highest performers in the world, including, I mean, you don't want to mess with this guy—the former CIA director, Super Bowl champions. Indy 500 winners. I mean, you know, Jeremy specializes in using podcasting and new media to create trust and opinion leader status. So Jeremy builds influencers for those of you listening here and uh, helps magnify that. Um, you know, Jeremy's had some challenges in his life, though, at eight or at age of 19. He had a near-death experience as a routine surgery led him to uh, receive his last rites from a priest. That's kind of scary. Uh, but you made it, buddy. You made it. I'm here, man. Yeah, he studied uh, literature at Oxford University. Former champion power lifter turned new media entrepreneur. You can see it in your shoulders there, bud. I mean,
0: I, I don't weigh around. as much as I used to, though. I, I used to be like 215 <laughs> at, at, at 10% body fat, and now I'm like 175 at like 10% body fat. So,
1: you know. I don't think anybody would argue with 10% body fat though. I mean, that's pretty, pretty solid, my friend. So, hey, uh, we're glad to have you on the show. Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself that I may have missed?
0: Yeah, so uh, I am the world's biggest nerd. Um, I studied Latin for 12 years. I have my master's in early Roman Empire propaganda, not a very applicable skill, like when they like go to hire you for things. Um, so for me, I've just always been somebody that's been interested in, in how things function, how they work, what makes people what they are. I'm huge on travel. We've been to, you know, 20 something countries. Um, I'm happily married with uh, one child and another one on the way. And then we have two dogs and a pig. So I, I have a very interesting Dr. Dolittle powerlifting type of life, Adam, let me tell you. Is it one of those like indoor pigs? No. So he started as an indoor pig. And then when we had the first child, my wife was just like too concerned that she was going to get like hoofed in the pregnancy belly so he became an outdoor pig we built him like a little house and fenced in the backyard and everything so he kind of just does his thing man and you you call his name he comes you know galloping I guess is the best way to 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 describe it so you know he's a happy little guy man
1: (laughs) they're they're smart little creatures aren't they
0: (laughs) oh he's brilliant man he's brilliant he knows like by nine o'clock if he hasn't received breakfast he's gonna yell so you know he's it's it's he's a smart guy that's hilarious. That's I do that too. If,
1: uh, haven't had breakfast by nine, it kind of gets, well, I, I, I don't
0: know about you, Adam, but like, I'm always, I always thought like those, uh, Snickers commercials were like about me. You know what I mean? Like when I'm, when I'm hanging, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I used to work California as my, my territory and we'd get stuck in traffic for like four hours and everybody in the car would be like, can you pull over, please? We have to get out of this car. We can't be with you right now. So you, you turn into that alter ego of, Badness, but uh, anyhow, hey, uh, I want to I want to unpack kind of the world that you live in because you know you have positioned yourself as kind of the go to in your space, and I want to talk about how people can do that. So, um, you know, first of all, why just start a podcast? What what led you to that?
0: You know, I'd like to say it was some brilliant idea, man, but like literally, um, so in in college and grad school, actually, I had a professor that got me listening to this podcast called the No Agenda Show. Um. Do you, Do you remember Adam Curry used to be on MTV? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So Adam Curry has had this podcast for like 14 years, where they pay play news clips and they just make fun of it and rail on it, and it's great. So like that was like my my first, you know, jump into podcasting. So and since 2009, I've been listening to that show. I think on like 1,500 episodes or something like that now. And so for me, like when I failed at all these different careers, like you know, the first thing I, I jumped into after leaving teaching was Uh, network marketing, which I know what that was because I'm from a small town. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire like next week. Great. So that's where I started. I went from selling there to selling life insurance to selling products online. And all these things didn't really work out. So I'm like, all right, let me start a podcast. I can't really screw that up. And that was really where it started. It was just because I needed something else to do as a creative outlet. And I'd been a huge fan for a long time, but it wasn't, you know, I had this brilliant plan that I was going to start a business and do all of that. It really was because the podcast got noticed and we had 10,000 listens in our first month that it kind of led to everything else I'm doing in my life.
1: And your podcast is called the create your own life podcast. What, I mean, how did you come up with a topic here? I mean, it's (laughs) Where'd you, where'd you get to that? I mean, that's kind of a broad topic, right? So I, I was having a conversation with my
0: dad back in, in 2013. This is right after I had quit my teaching job. And my da- my dad's somebody that, you know, like you work at a place and you stay there for 40 years and hopefully they take care of you or whatever. So I'm telling him that I, that I, I quit my job and he's like, you're kidding me. What's wrong with you? Do you have some sort of like, you know, uh, issue we need to talk about here. I'm like, no, dad, I want to create my own life. And he's like, good luck with that, buddy. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and now he's one of my biggest fans around that, but that's really where the idea for the name came from, because I see life is not this static thing, right? Like not this thing that happens to you. I think so many people think it's that way, but it's what you're going to do with it and what you're going to create with it. So I like to really talk to people that have created something big. They, um, really see, Opportunities in life and create opportunities for in life for them. And early on, you know, it was anybody in that space. It was a lot of online marketers and people like that. And as it's grown, it's become more about what does it mean to be world class? What does it mean to be incredible? Like our, our guest this past Monday uh, was former Philadelphia Eagles safety and uh, Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. So I'm getting to really talk to people about like what makes them incredible about what they do.
1: And what what key points did you come up with in? You know, it with that that question. Cause that's that's I mean, that is like yeah, this magic wand for life for a lot of people is how do you create your brilliance and how do you pursue that? What what'd you come up with?
0: Well, so it's it's interesting. I found that for for people of that caliber, adversity is a really, really big thing in their life because it's kind of this transformative thing, right? Like it's like the 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 furnace of the blacksmith or something like that. It really like once they've been through that forge. It's made them the person they needed to be on the other side. And that's one of the really big things is they find adversity and they even don't they don't walk away or shy away from adversity. They're they're willing to see it, see how they can grow from that moment and really approach it that way. They also realize that, you know, really the way that our education system and things like that are set up, it's not that you go to school for something and you come out with that ability on the other side, they realize that there's kind of this doingness or this training or this working missing. So they're really big on finding somebody that's good at what they want to do and and working under that person and learning from that person. Apprenticeships, I I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but I think apprenticeships are the biggest thing missing in society now because you, you would work for somebody for a period of time and be paid very little or nothing at all. And you would learn that career. And it also works as a discernment. So there's like, there's so many different things like within that, that we can really unpack that makes somebody, you know, an incredible or extraordinary individual, you know, based on that.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, it's it, it's a, a brilliant concept because you look at, I mean, what is a, what's a mentor? It's somebody yeah. you you can, you're an apprentice under. What is a coach? It's somebody who helps you realize that. What is a mastermind? It's a bunch of people doing that stuff, that you know, you're trying to pursue or trying to get better at. So I mean, it's really kind of interesting. You you put yourself in that situation though, listening to you, you know, you quit your teaching job and said, screw it. I'm I'm going after what I want instead of what somebody's, you know, making me do or model myself after or whatever. So you put yourself in that position when you quit your job and said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to build, you know, essentially a personal branding company and and a media company mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so, but you had to define what you stand for. How do you define what you stand yeah. for when it comes to that? Wow, that is
0: so. This is so pertinent, by the way, because I just put up a screenshot um, on my Instagram story this morning. Is I actually struggled for a long time of of talking about the things I believe in. You know what I mean? Because it can be hard because you don't want to upset one crowd and then you know. Not really make the people that that are your crowd excited, but when I looked at my stats over the last ninety days, I've really gotten more comfortable. And this is funny because we're six years in of talking about what really matters to me, and the graph is like this, like and how it's changed. It's incredible. It's 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 a hundred x of where it was thirty days ago. So the biggest thing is, you know, number one, being okay with. There's some people that are going to like it, and there's some people that aren't. It doesn't mean you go out there trying to upset everybody. That's not the point of it, but it's really just, you have to understand that first. The second thing is how are you different from people that are out there? Because I find that there's so many people just doing what other people do. You know, you look at somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, he's done an incredible job, but there's a million people out there trying to be Gary Vaynerchuk. And that's why they'll never stand out or get noticed. So unless you're going to differentiate or give people a reason to be interested in you, you're not going to be able to do that. So that's really the, the, the vital thing that a lot of people are missing is they blend in and they promote other people because they're not standing out to promote themselves. So I think it's really, really key and important to do that before you create any content. Um, I know for me, the process was kind of, I did a lot of interviews, I created a lot of content and the more I did, the more I learned about myself and the more I learned about what I wanted to do. Um, but you also have to, in some ways, Adam, have courage to just talk about what you want to talk about and be okay with some people not liking it.
1: I love that. It's it's fascinating because, I mean, you figured it out and you go that way knowing that people are going to throw rocks at you. Yes. And and because there are a lot of people that don't want you to stand out and Mm -hmm. don't want you to become more successful because they're trying to be less successful uh, ultimately. And this is, you know, you could argue this point with a lot of people all day long and they just, they can't understand it. They're like, why do you need to do that? And you're like, no, I want to do that. (laughs) That's, that's where it comes from, but it takes a long time long time to get there. So you're, you're going through a lot of storms to get to that rainbow that you're looking for. And it's, you're never really there. It's a, it's, it's a journey. So the question I get, You know what the it, sad
0: pro- part about that, you know what the, I, I don't want to cut you off, but the sad no, part no. about that too is a, a lot of times it's the people closest to us as well. It's oh, our totally. friends, it's our family and it's because they care so they don't want to see us fail. So sometimes you have to understand if they're being naysayers, just understand where it's coming from. Understand it's that they care about you and they want to see you do well. So sometimes you're going to have to figure out how to handle those relationships and not invalidate what they think
1: as well. Spot on, spot on, man. I mean, you look at that when we're raising our kids too. It's, oh, it's okay. You know, you didn't fail. It's no, you did fail. Let's learn from it. <laughs> what are you going to learn from it? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, so let me ask you this. We're, we're talking about getting, to, you know, taking this journey and, and climbing these mountains and, and dealing with the adversity and things like that. Is there a way to fast track some of this stuff to get to the right position so you can really maximize your efforts where you want to be?
0: So really, I, that's why I love the podcast space as a guest, right? Because if you look at each individual podcast host, a lot of times they're an influencer in their own right. You know, whether it's in you know real estate investing, whether it's in health. You know, you look at like Dr. Gundry's got a podcast, Dr. Mark Hyman's got a podcast. So really, what I tell people to do is list out the influencers that your perfect customer is or client or, or whatever is interested in, and those are the influencers you want to work with because they're going to help you get the right positioning. So when you're targeting those shows, that's how you can really jumpstart that. And, and when I tell people to look at it as well, when you're appearing on podcasts as a guest, especially at that level... A lot of those people are influencers in their own right, so the networking you're getting there is incredible too. So you really have this ability to build a network and get seen and heard in the right places. Because there, there's there's an incredible book that came out in the '70s um, called "Positioning: The Battle for Your Mind." Um, it was by uh, Jack Trout and Al Ries. It's an incredible book, and the positioning is the idea of grabbing the space that's already exists in someone else's mind and positioning yourself for that or against that. That's why people, and it annoys the heck out of me, but everybody's like, we're the Uber of blank or we're the Amazon of blank, but they're grabbing something people are familiar with and comparing them for that or against that. And that's the really valuable positioning you're getting when you're appearing on guests as the right show, because you're grabbing that spot in people's minds
1: that they already know about. Ah, I, that's fantastic. Um, all right. So you, you get to that that place where you're you're you've been noticed or you're starting to get noticed. Uh, you're you're starting to have an impact uh, with what you're doing. And a lot of people they're like, oh, "All right, you know, I broke a hundred followers or a thousand followers, or I'm verified on Instagram and Facebook, whatever it might be." And uh, it, it's fast. My daughter just went through this on TikTok. She is like, just started getting paid on TikTok. She's like. I I didn't mean to do, I put up four videos. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So, but, but the question here, I guess is how do you scale that impact once you've defined yourself and, Mm -hmm. and really blow it up because that's where the magic is. You can get to that point, but it's when you, you're like, okay, I can hit the ball out of the park. Now it's time to keep hitting home runs. How do you, how do you do that?
0: Well, that's really by the content you're creating because I find so many times when people are getting a media placement and, and you've probably seen this as well, whether it's a podcast, whether it's Good Morning America, whatever it is, they think that the end product is that piece of content they're getting, like right, like that experience? They think that's it. And honestly, what you need to really be doing is create a content production engine behind everything you're doing. Um, Thirty-second video clips, sixty-second video clips. Don't exceed sixty seconds because that's what they want on Instagram. But you want to really figure out how you're going to repurpose content and use it in your marketing, use it in your funnels, use it on your website. That's what you know. You see a lot of these different logos and stuff on a media page that show somebody you're credible. So if you're going to scale, you have to figure out how you're going to use all this stuff you've created in your own marketing, in your own branding, um, and in the way you're getting it out. And then in addition to that, um, one of the things that a lot of people miss out on is when you're appearing on a podcast as a guest, a lot of times you get to the end and you send somebody to a website, right? Like, um, you know, mywebsite.com slash podcast the thing that they're not doing is there's two different pieces of code that should be on that site. One is um, a getemails.com code, and getemails.com is a piece of software that has a massive database of people that have uh, opted in for different offers, and what they can do is they could take about 30% of your anonymous traffic and opt it into your list. Because the thing you gotta think about is, how many people end up on a website but don't opt in for anything? Well, you wanna get those, those names and those identities. So that's step one. The other thing is also, having a Facebook pixel on that page. So you can have uh, retargeting audiences. Basically you can take everybody that's been to that page for in 30, 60 or 90 days and then run traffic at them. But if you're going to just think, okay, I was on this media place and I was on this podcast or in this article and that's the end of it. That's, you're not going anywhere, brother. It's about what are you going to do with it and how are you going to use this content? And then how are you going to plug the holes in the sieve? Right? Like, you know, when you get that, I look at every landing page is a leaky bucket. How are you going to plug the holes in that? capture emails this way, capture emails that way, continue to communicate to people. That's what it's all about.
1: You said some, a few things that are really, really important there. I mean, it's you you build this process. One of the other things that I see people fall down on, I'd like to get your take on this, is they get to this point, they're like, okay, I've built a, a landing page, I've built a, you know my website, things like that. And then they just stop and hope that this is going to continue to generate audiences. What's the, tell me about, what is the importance of continuing to create content? And how do you come up with ideas to do so? Does it have to be extravagant and elaborate things like that? How do you, where do you get your ideas?
0: There's a couple different ways on this. You know, one, um, I'm sure this probably happens for you. I have great ideas in the shower. So I'm making sure I'm taking audio notes in the shower because you come up with some ideas, man. Totally. that's kind of just one random thing. Um, but the, the, the other part about it is, um, I keep, a A note on my phone and every time I come up with an idea or have a conversation with somebody I write that down because some of those ideas are fleeting man you got to grab them right away so that's another thing but also every single business owner should be listing every objection that they ever get and that's what you make your content around Um, like one of the biggest things we always get is like well how are podcasts any different than radio so I've created so many articles about radio and how they actually find their listener numbers. And it's kind of scary that they have no idea who's listening. So when you're creating content around a lot of these different things that people are are, are already having as objections, you're handling an objection before somebody even gets into a sales cycle with your company. And I think that's a really big thing for creating trust because any sort of media is something that should be creating that no like, and trust factor. And that's why I think so many people get confused between PR and marketing. PR is what creates trust and that no like and trust factor and what gives you things so that you can market them. They're not the same thing, but they work together very well when you understand that.
1: Man, you're saying some good stuff. I want to continue this on the next episode where we really dive into the, the customer, the consumer, and unpack this a little bit more with why do they stay? Why do they leave? You down with that? Yeah, let's do it, man. I, I would love to. I, I, I appreciate it, actually. All right. All right. Start With The Wind listeners, we'll catch you on the next episode.